Welcome to Getting Real with Real Estate with Danielle Kempf and Jim Kemp, St. Louis's favorite father-daughter real estate team. Your source of real estate information in the greater St. Louis area. All right, guys. Well, here hello, we are. Hello. hello. Thanks for joining the podcast today. Um, Danielle, you want to start us off with a little with joke? With our joke? Yeah. Our joke of the day. Okay. Why couldn't SpongeBob get a mortgage? Uh, oh, man. Do you know? No, I don't no. know that one. I don't know that one. Because his house was underwater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be good. That would be good. All right. So, uh, good joke there, Danielle. Thank you. Um, all right. So, we on a previous podcast, we talked a little bit about financing 101. Yep. And today, Just went over all the different types of loans out there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, today, we're, we're honored to have Mr. Micah Mayfield with Delmar Mortgage here with us. Thank you for coming, Micah. Micah's our guinea pig. He's our first guest on the show, so yes. we're happy about that. So today, we're going to kind of talk a little bit more about the uh, uh, conventional loans, mm -hmm. right, to kind of give people a little idea of, uh, of how that process works and what you can expect. Yes. But maybe to start off, Micah, you want to talk a little bit about yourself and your background real yeah, quick? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so my name is Micah Mayfield. I've been at Delmar Mortgage for seven years nice. um, and just have a passion for helping families, um, you know, put the best loan strategy in place that, you know, doesn't necessarily, you know, hamper the rest of their financial plan. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Personally, uh, i got a couple kids. Uh, they're active in everything I can sign them up for. Nice. Uh, that's, <laughs> and you're a you coach, know. I know, right? Uh, yeah. Coaching some sports? Yeah. So. Nice. Um, that's that comes risk and reward to make sure <laughs> yeah. um, I don't uh, look a fool out there, and then people know what I do professionally. That wouldn't be a good move. Right. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. That, but I, I love helping those kids. And, and in fact, just the other day, one asked, like, "Are you going to coach the next sport?" And it happens to be soccer, and I'm awful at it. So, awesome. <laughs> um, so I won't be. But that you know, that's kind of rewarding when the kid says the kid likes the sport I'm doing enough to say, "Are you going to coach yeah, the next, next one?" one. So yeah. that that's that right awesome. there is pretty awesome. That's, that's cool. awesome. Yeah. Volley when I co you, you I coached, coached Daniel's volley, she hated me. I did not like him as a coach. <laughs> well, it wasn't my kid who asked me that. So let's, <laughs> just, let's just say that. All right. Well, we digress. So let's get back on track, right? Okay. Let's talk about conventional loans. Let's talk about you want to fire out, ask Micah the first, first question. kind of question we okay. had for him? So, Micah, what is your ideal customer for a conventional loan? Good question. So, um, I think traditionally folks have thought of conventional loans as um, I shouldn't even bother until I have 20% down. Yep. Um, that's kind of just been the, the thought that their parents told them probably when they bought a house. Yep. Um, but the ideal conventional customer is your regular folks. Um, regular folks who have avoided any hiccups in their background. So they, they pay their bills. You know, They might have a couple of mistakes here and there with a missed credit card payment, but they got caught back up. You know, you know conventional loans are for the average person. Right. Um, and then, you know, and if you can put somewhere between 3 and 5% down, that's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, and then we'll talk about the pros and cons with that, fo with that family after that. Very okay. cool. Okay. Cool. So let, let's talk a little bit about the kind of the basic qualifications. And I know, like, um, the loans have to qualify mm -hmm. uh, under certain guidelines from Freddie, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, right? Yes. Is that kind of correct? Talk a little bit about that for us. Today. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of the hidden, uh, when it's called conventional, um, a good way to think of it is the banks you drive by on a daily basis, mm -hmm. when you add up all the money they have together in all their branches, they do not have enough money to make the mortgage market work. Right. Okay, It will not because the mortgage dollars are so large and they move around so much, there has to be another place behind them where they get their money. Right. And Fannie and Freddie, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, eventually buy 
all the mortgages that those banks make. I say all, but it's almost all. Almost all. Okay. Um, so with that, they, they set some guidelines. And their guidelines are maximum debt to income. So uh, maximum debt to income, you know, the, the easy math behind that is your money you make before taxes, mm-hmm. before taxes, before remember ta- that. Okay, that's important. Yeah. You know, your total debt can't go past 45% of that, okay? okay? okay. Um, that would make you very house poor, but I could still qualify that person. Right. So uh, we would need to have a bigger conversation of whether that made sense. But yeah. you know, that's the biggest guideline that, that really, that's where you should start thinking. And then they have minimum credit score standards. So, um, you know, 620 is your minimum where we should even be talking about conventional. Okay. Um, and then, you know, then it's loan to value that um, percentage down. Okay. When you think 20% down, that's 80% loan to value. Right. Okay. So 5% down is 95% loan to value. Mm-hmm. So those are your three big kind of like legs to the stool when it comes to conventional financing is mm-hmm. do you have too much debt? Is your credit score too low, and are you are you borrowing too much? Okay. And conversely, the positives of those. I love, I love that you said not making sure they're not house, house poor. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because we work with you know we work with a lot of our share of first time home buyers and stuff, right? And that's the one thing that that a lot of times they talk about too. And and we kind of try to talk about that with them a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to be so strapped out for sure on a house that you can't live life. Right? Exactly. Yep. So that's kind of that's important. That's that well, and if uh, I can reiterate the debt to income there. You know, that 45% exists not for two working people, that's every dollar they make, you know, and then when you add all their debts together, they're barely affording that house. You know, maybe we're working with just one borrower who is a W-2 employee, Mm -hmm. and maybe the spouse is self-employed and they have lumpy income, right? Mm -hmm. Well, rather than looking at both incomes, which are gonna be very confusing. Let's just let's just go with the one borrower and maybe we approve that person at 44%. In reality, they're not a house poor family, right? Right. Uh-huh. right? Yeah. But we're using the guidelines in place. And I think a lot of that Fannie and Freddie guidelines are in place to say like, okay, let's, let's look at what's the approvable part and we need to trust the mortgage lenders out there, yeah. like me, hopefully right. the, the, there's some trustworthy ones yeah. as well, <laughs> right? Um, to make good decisions to say like, 44% works for this family because we're ignoring Joe's income right. uh, because his wife uh, has a W-2 job and he's self-employed and he maybe only has one big sale a year. Right. Yeah. right? But you know there's money coming in. Exactly. Right. Oh, We've seen awesome. it, yeah. but we're just not going to use it to underwrite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That yep. makes perfect sense. Cool. All right. And then as you're talking to like those couples, like mm-hmm. those student couples, what is like the typical loan application process for them? Sure, and you know, technology um, technology can make things easy and hard at the same time. Understood. Right? So, you know, um, my team's specific approach um, is a phone call first, yeah. right? Um, you can you can not only get the application done in a fifteen minute phone call, but you can talk about the hurdles in the process yeah. as well. Oh, okay. If I send them a link to apply, that's like, you know, that's like a. If a tailor said, uh, tell me what right. suit you want and how you want it to fit. Right. Well, no, that's their job, right? Right. You go in, you get measured. Well, that's kind of the same idea when it comes to our application process is I can send you a link if, if just our schedules don't conflict or are conflicting, you know, and you need to do it after hours or it's the only time I see electronic applications is the 2 a.m. That's say, the one I'm not available. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, but the, people send us houses to see it. Exactly. Like 4 yeah. a.m. too. Right? Yeah. And that's the digital side. And and I yeah. think otherwise, if it's a time when most people are awake, you know, let's do a phone call. Yeah. And yeah, I love that. so then once we do the phone call and as we're talking, 
I can be doing the numbers with them live. Right. Mm -hmm. And I could say like, here's where your debt to income lands if you have a decent idea of your debts. Here's if your income, if you know it. Mm -hmm. Do you kind of know your credit score? Here's where you'd be, okay? Let's talk about your goals and then let's let's apply, okay? okay. The application then is the credit pull, right? Right. And that's, you know, that's where we start. Yeah. And I want to encourage everybody to apply because I want people to know their ability to, to do the thing. But let's talk what the process is going to look like in the conversation. It's nice to have those conversations up front. I, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, relating that to our business, we do the same thing when someone wants to sell their house, right? We, that's It all starts with a phone call. Yeah. Sure. Right? So, and, and me being a little old school, we've talked about that a few times, well, we right? Have. But, I, you know, that phone call is important, right? You're sure. building that relationship with somebody. You're building rapport with them. And I think that just makes your transaction overall smoother. much smoother well i'm not going to get that phone call if i can't tell them the value just like you said yeah right. like you're telling them the value why the phone call is important right sometimes i have to sell the phone call yeah. <laughs> okay yeah, right, but right, that's right. okay like well let's text before to figure out what you want mm -hmm. okay yeah. and your timing and stuff and and then let's get on the phone yeah, yeah. Uh, i think important. they'll make it easier yeah cool okay well we talked a little about the down payment requirement we i think sure. we found NAR, right? We did some stats on that one time. Average, like around the country, is about seven percent down. Something okay. six or seven, so, I think it was. So yeah, I think folks just need to know, right? That and you just mentioned it. They don't have to have that twenty percent down. Sure. Which is important because that kind of scares the bejesus out of some folks. That's a lot of money. Right. That's a lot of money. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You, it would slow down the housing market to a halt 100%. if that was the case. Yeah. Um, there is a very famous person that I will not name um, that will refuse to give the advice of ever paying mortgage insurance. Okay, so mortgage insurance oh, yeah. is what you have to pay on a monthly basis if you don't have 20% down. Right. What's what's shocking is how cheap mortgage insurance is once you start to not be so risky. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if your credit scores above 680, you're already going to get cheaper mortgage insurance. Right. If you put 7 to 10% down, you're already going to get much cheaper mortgage insurance than the 5 or 3% down folks. If you put 15% down, you might actually get a better interest rate than if you put 20% down because right. a part of your mortgage is insured. Yeah. So those are the things that matter. Who cares what the rate is if your payment makes sense? Right. You know, if, the, if it's the right payment that supports your goals and it's affordable, that, that should be your end all goal. There's a lot of moving, a lot of moving pieces there, obviously. For sure. Yeah, I mean, for sure. definitely to get somebody in the right, exactly the right mortgage that works best for them. And that's what I hear you saying is you're, you're working with them on an individual basis. It's not just like a cookie cutter Right, it shouldn't be one that. client. You know, everybody gets the same mortgage. It's what works best for the individual. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, that's what's important. I think. Agreed. Yeah, cool. Um, what else? PMI. We talked. We talked a little bit about PNI. Well, I think Mike had talked about that. We well, can, I can expand on it a little bit more because when you, you know, you, it's an insurance policy that you buy and you don't get a benefit of. Right. Like every other insurance you buy in the world, it covers something that you own. Yeah. It, it, this protects the bank, right, essentially? This just protects the bank. Right. And you're forced to pay it because that's the only way this works, right? <laughs> and that's okay. It's the rule. Right? And you can buy it in a ton of different ways. You can pay for it every month mm -hmm. until you have 20% down. You can buy it on one chunk at the beginning. You could pick an interest rate high enough where I can buy it out for you. Okay, so there's tons of ways we can essentially pull a lever. Remember, if you pull a lever, the other side goes up or down, yeah, right? right? So we, right. we got to figure out the give and take of that. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. You can even break it in half where you buy a chunk, and then that reduces your monthly obligation. So maybe wow. you're cash rich right now, but income low. Right, or right, income right. high, but cash low. Yeah. Right. So right. we can figure that out. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. cool. Okay. Um, you want to talk about seller concessions? concessions? Yeah. yeah we, we don't see a lot of seller concessions. Not in today's market, we, but it might come back. Right. So as, as far as closing cost credits, those kind of things, is there are there maximums that we need mm -hmm. to be careful of, right, for clients? Yeah, there are. And, 
you know, seller concessions can cover any closing cost. And I think the first best way to describe that is to describe what a closing cost is. Mm -hmm. It's not just the fee that I charge. It's not just the title company's fees, but it's any of the costs that you have to expend to get to the closing table. Right. So yeah. okay. some insurance in there, right? Mm -hmm. Some appraisal. Yep. So, um, you know, if you, you have to prepay some escrows on your taxes, those are all closing costs, legally described closing costs. So yeah. the seller concessions can pay any of those. Okay. Uh, so in, in your, you know, conventional uh, seller paid closing costs, mm -hmm. you can get more. Uh, let's stick with the conventional because it's probably the, the most complicated and the most germane to what we're doing. Yeah. The, the more you put down, the more seller, the more the sellers can pay, right? Because it doesn't look like they're incentivizing you to buy. And, and you know, we want to make sure we're protecting our borrower that they're not being tricked into buying. Right, 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 right. sure. So if you put as little down as possible, you can, uh, so anything less than 10% down, mm -hmm. the seller can pay 3% of the loan amount. Okay. Okay. Um, if you put uh, 25 to 10% down, they can pay 6%, and, and over 25%, they can pay 9%. Oh, so oh. it's tiered. I didn't realize yep. that. Yep. Okay. And most of what we see is the six is the max, and yep. six is a lot. Right, okay? yeah, that's a lot, yeah. And at is. some point, 9% is more than any closing cost you're, we're gonna see in, in most markets, right? Because you don't have lawyer's fees in most markets, right, you right, just right. have title fees. So, yeah. um, you know, in, in our market here, we have some of the lower fees in the country. Right. Um, okay. So when you start looking at the maximums, you may never get there on most transactions. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, because you see deals around the country, right? You guys are licensed in more than just Missouri. 37 states. 37 states. Uh, I'm licensed in about 10 or 11. I can't remember exactly. Um, <laughs> each one's a little bit extra test and, and application fee, but yeah. you know, I tend to be licensed in the states I've worked with before. Or I have a referral partner there. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of closing costs, I just closed one in Georgia, and they got max closing costs concessions on a VA and we had to find all of them, right? Wow. So they got 12 grand, which was wow. right there. So with a VA, there were some additional fees that we can move into different columns so okay. that they could take advantage of that. And, oh, and the realtors were super helpful in that because it was good. It was good to, to have everybody on the same page. Yeah. That the yeah. seller wanted to do the deal. Both realtors wanted to make sure that, that the buyer got what they could. Wow. <laughs> That's important too, yeah. believe yes. it or not. We oh, see those sure. times, right? And oh, you probably sure. see a little of that too, but I mean, we get to, you know, sometimes agents want butt heads with each other. I don't yeah. understand it myself. I like to work with the other side. Yeah. We try to, of course. Try to. But, you know, it's uh, yeah. all in the best interest of the client. For sure. We try to do that. So, um, and then I guess maybe speak toward, I mean, we kind of talked about that in our, in our first podcast, just to try to let people know, hey, what, what can I expect in terms of what documents do I got to provide, all mm -hmm. that stuff. So once I get under contract, what do you need to, to, from that client to get them to the finish line? If you will? So let, let's hope that we started with the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's My job is to ask the out. questions, and the client's <laughs> job is to tell the truth. Um, so once, once we've gone under contract, that's when we underwrite the okay. file. Now, we can pre-underwrite. Um, I think we may grab on that later. But yeah. let's say the traditional way of they spoke to me, I did the application, I gave them a pre-approval, pre-qualification, you can afford this. Mm -hmm. When they go under contract, now we need to prove up three things. That's all. Credit, mm -hmm. income, assets. Gotcha. Okay. Now, that doesn't need we need three pieces of paper. Okay. We need to prove that with a credit report, you know, which I've already pulled. With the income, we need to show it's stable and reliable. So we need to show, did you make money? Are you making money? And will you make money? Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. yeah. So if you think about that as, did you make money? Tax returns. 
Are you making money? Pay stubs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Will you make money? Are you a contractor or an employee? Right. right? right, right. Yeah. Are you? Um, have you already put in your notice? Have you already told them you're <laughs> going to retire? Right. So if right, those right. things are in the future and your employer is, is you know, employers aware of those right. things, they're going to cause gonna trouble. Tell you that, right. Right. Yeah. So again, right. tell the truth. Yeah. Support the truth with documents. Yeah. And then assets. Were they yours to begin with? And are they sitting in a place where it makes sense? Like, right. Are they in a bank? Are they in your retirement account? Are they with your financial advisor? <laughs> Not under your bed. Look, I've seen pictures of stacks of silver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, at some point, you have to prove to me that they are stable assets. Mm-hmm. Right. And so after you go under contract and we're underwriting you, don't move them around. Okay. Right, right, yeah. right. That's, that's another concern of, um, you know, are they where they say they were? And don't mess with them. Right. Okay. Um, there are plenty of opportunities for people to help you with your down payment that it isn't your money. And that's fine. We call those gifts, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So if it's a family member or, or a close relation um, and they want to give you some money for down payment, that's fine. If they agree to it and you're going to do it and you tell me about it, right. don't do it until I tell you to do it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? So let's, I'll tell you the day you need to do it all. Okay. And that'll be in between contract and close. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. okay. Awesome. Yeah. So talk about you. You mentioned pre-underwriting, sure. and we kind of skipped over that earlier, I think. But that's that in in this market is a, is a great service that you guys provide and right. helps our buyers because it's a good tool. Oh, it's a great tool. Talk talk a little bit about doing that for us, if you would. Perfect. And I think best way to describe that is a little bit of history lesson. So you know, a couple decades ago, houses were bought over the weekend, and then the person who got the accepted contract sat at the phone and called seven banks. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like I bought a house. I need to find yeah. money. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Okay, so now after that, pre-qualification came. Pre-qualification was you called me, you told me what you did, you got my, got your credit pulled, right. and I built a letter that says I believe this person based on their credit score and what they told me right. they can buy a house. Right. Yeah. That was called pre-qualification. Mm-hmm. Now, more recently, pre-qualification now is more like this lender identified you as a possible buyer, so they'll send you a letter in the mail that says you're pre-qualified for up to this amount. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not pulling your credit. They're not looking at anything. Yeah. So we replaced that word in the industry with pre-approval. Yeah. Pre-approval is you talk to me, I pull your credit, you send me some documents to review, and I will say, based on this, this is consistent with what I see a loan get done, mm-hmm. and I upgrade you to a pre-approval letter. Gotcha. In a competitive market, and we saw this in 20 and 21, yeah. cash was the only way houses were transacted. That's exactly right. Okay? Yeah. And that, remember when I said there's not enough cash in the banks? Yeah. And the mortgage market's going to... You know, the real estate market will just grind to a halt. That'll happen if cash is the only way houses are bought. Right. Okay, people need to borrow to get a house. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. So what we've done in the reaction is, as at Delmar, we will take your file. It, not only me will look at it, but our underwriting team that's in-house at Delmar here in, here in the area, they will review it and put it through full underwriting. They'll run it against Fannie and Freddie guidelines, and they will issue a loan commitment letter before you even make an offer on a house. Yeah. It costs nothing. It just costs us money. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That takes a little. Well, it's not. Ri- yeah. It's a little bit of risk. It's sure. it's your invested time yep. into that client, right? Yep. So, so we use some of our expense to make yeah. sure that we can make our client more competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We call it fast track pre approval internally. Mm-hmm. We market it as that. Yeah. It's a loan commitment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's only three things left after that letter that can go awry. Uh, appraisal. Yep. Insurability. So is it a flood zone? Is it a house that, that can be even be insured? There's a log cabin. That might <laughs> right? right. And then uh, transfer of title. So can the person selling this house actually transfer right. you this property yeah. when it closes? Well, those aren't my buyer's fault. 
right? Yeah, yeah. right, right. But, so yeah. at that point, my, lo my loan committed borrower is as good as cash, Yeah. okay? Because the cash borrower is still gonna have to worry about title. Sure. The cash borrower is still gonna, gonna worry about insurability. Sure. And as far as appraisal, a smart buyer is going to make so sure it's worth it. That's right. Okay. 100%. You know, yeah. not so smart one who hates money is just going to buy that anyway. <laughs> right. So th that should make my client look as attractive as a cash buyer. Yeah. yeah. And our loan commitment letters say so. Right. Um, and then we put the, the stamp on there that we fully underwrote this already. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. From, from a buyer's agent's perspective, right? Yeah. That's huge. It is huge. For, I yeah. mean, because it, it sets us apart. You it know sets you mean? apart and it shows that your client has already taken those steps mm -hmm. to verify their loan, right. that they are ready to buy the house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That can make or break it because the they market can. still is so competitive. It sure. Is. You know yeah. that it's Any just, little bit helps, really. Right. For sure. Mm -hmm. Right on. Oh, cool, cool. All right. Any other, what other questions? Any other topics that we missed there, Maki, that you can think of? I don't. I don't think so. I, I think about? you know, there's plenty of other loan options out there, and, and Delmar yeah. can do them as well. As far as FHA and VA, yeah. um, you know, VA loans are are still the best benefit going in loans. Right. Um, yeah. So if you know a veteran, veterans, yeah. um, you know that loan product is as low of a rate as FHA, which is usually lower than conventional, okay. with yeah. no monthly mortgage insurance. And up to 100% financing. Gotcha. So that's a fantastic benefit. Uh, there's plenty of uh, silly things being written out there about it. it it's ex and it's an expensive way to borrow. Um, probably the best thing I would want to leave you with is rate can be whatever you want. Okay, <laughs> you can buy any rate that makes you feel good. Okay, well, yeah. but the APR we can't fudge. Right. Okay, yeah. the annual percentage rate has to be calculated the same way by every lender. Yeah. So. You know, just as a PSA out there, for any single person who somebody's telling you that they're going to get you your mortgage that looks like X, make sure that they find out what the APR is. Yeah, if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. Yes, right. Yeah, somebody's That's, hiding the cash somewhere. Somebody, exactly. yeah, yeah. You always got to know that because I mean, I've seen it. I've had clients experience it. Oh yeah. That online rate was, you know, the, and they thought they were getting such a great deal, and then closing day rolls around and there's fees out the wazoo. Sure. Right. So, yeah. So that's great. So. I guess the moral of the story there, uh, folks, is when you're ready mm -hmm. to, you know, to, to start shopping for that house. Or even if you're just thinking about it. Yeah, if you're just thinking about it, you know, we'd love to just chat with you and help you get ready to do that, right? Because there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot to that process. Absolutely. And obviously, Micah and, and the team over at Del Mar can, can, you know, really help you in that process. Mm -hmm. So we, we want you to, uh, you know, make sure you're talking to somebody who's going to tell you the straight up and yeah. tell you the way it is. And, and we can vouch for Mike 100%. He's well, always done that for all of our clients. Yes, yeah. So, absolutely. Well, I think we'll wrap it up, yeah? Yeah. All yeah. uh, good? I Micah, appreciate you coming on in. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us, man. Oh, my I pleasure to be here. Hope it wasn't too scary or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you. You've been listening to Getting Real with Real Estate with the Kemp team. Have questions about real estate or something you'd like to discuss? Contact the Kemp team at 314-336-1926 or visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash thekempteam. Don't want to miss any episodes? Follow us on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. The Kemp Team. Real. Honest. Real Estate.